0: All of this is leached out in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The characters are flattened; they're two-dimensionalized. Yeah. They're created, in a, they're presented in such a way that all the things that I'm talking about are gone, which yeah. indicates to me that Stan Lee is a great artist, and the hacks at Marvel Cinematic Universe are not great artists. That they're just pumping the stuff out as corporations do. Or, it's a endless franchise that you know is coasting on you know boomer nostalgia and you know re- repackaging this for the you know the millennials the zoomers the streamers the people who uh who just eat this stuff up like candy
1: i'm don hall and i'm david himmel and this is the literate ape cast
2: This is a long time coming. It, it feels that way it feels like, Yeah, It
1: feels like, yeah, it feels like this, this is, this, we should have had him on three yeah. fucking years ago.
2: Yeah. Longer, longer um, than that. So we have with us today, Dr. Jarrett Keen, uh, one of my dearest, best, great friends, uh, who is responsible in so many ways for everything that has gone right and terribly wrong in my life uh he has he has helped me be a better writer he helped he was the inspiration he gave me the ideas for the uh the idea for the the last dj book like we were just i don't know talking and i threw out some radio story he's like shut up and write this write this book right now do it um so he's he's a i don't know it's a hero i mean i've got to, one I of keep the things he quotes on one my of wall. the funniest-
1: one of the funniest things Jarrett Keene said to me recently was uh, he, he, we were we were just talking about my divorce and writing. And he made the comment that my ex-wife was a better writer than all three of us. Um, but that's OK, because great writers are shit people. And uh, <laughs> and, and and I, yeah. and I thought yeah. I, I thought that was I thought that was I said, I don't think I'll ever be a great writer, but I, I think I'll be a good writer. <laughs> um, ma- mainly because I don't want to be a shit person, so there you go. I thought that was nice.
2: Yeah, the stories that I've got for, for Jared are nearly endless, they're god, they're good. Um, yeah, but that's not why we're but here. But right. Jared, but no, but Jared, Jared. Jared is a, a, a fantastic, really, one of the, the best writers that I've ever read, and that yeah, includes all yeah. the, the greats that are out there already. Um, he a professor of uh, of English at UNLV. Uh, a father hey, of two amazing children, amazing men, young men.
0: Um, hey, What Fantastic husband who I'm going to yeah, take over done. for it's at done. some point. It's right? Done. All right.
1: Hey, Jared, how are you?
0: I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, having me on today. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you about these two subjects that are uh, very, uh, I'm surprised how interlinked they are. I'm surprised how they, uh, they mesh together so
1: nicely. Yes. Well, it's yeah, one let's, of the things let's that dive they, right they, into it, then one of the things the past audience of seven doesn't know is that uh, we have a regular uh, group I message that goes on. It's just it's endless. And it's a conversation where Jarrett throws up some sort of fucking, you know, anti woke meme. And then we make jokes and then we and then and then David will show pictures of his kids and then we make jokes and then uh, and, and, and I guarantee And then Don you,
2: tells us he's getting a divorce and we make jokes. We make
1: fucking jokes. I mean it's just that's what we do. We make terrible jokes. I guarantee you, given that I don't have a boss of any kind, I can't be canceled. But I guarantee you that if I took this thread and gave it to your two places of employee, you would both be fired. Would you agree with that? Based no, on, not, no. The kind of shit we talk about? Are you kidding me? No, we're very uh nah. we're very rational, very uh, calm,
0: <laughs> very mature.
1: Yes, well yeah. No, it is definitely I'm, a very I I'd be fine.
0: I, I'm
2: fortunate that my, my boss, is, and if we count my immediate and then like the CEO. Yeah. They're pretty cool. They like they like you guys, you like them. It's I think yeah. I think I'd be okay.
1: Well, even if you got they might, fired, they might say things like, "You, you come know, from wealth. You come from wealth. You get a boat. You could live someplace." You know, me, I got to live in a front Prius. So, uh, you know,
2: dude, you're always welcome on the boat. You, I, I need, a, I need a deck hand. When the end comes. Let's go. What did you say you I said, I need you a did, hand job. No, a He needs
1: a he needs a dick hand. A dick hand. I need, I need a dick of, in my hand. Speaking of dicks and hands. <laughs> uh, one of the, one of the subjects of today's uh, podcast is, uh, David, now and that's the thing is it's, you know, our joking iMessage is, I don't know if I believe this is true, but there was a thread, part of the thread was your upcoming vasectomy. So, uh, what are the thoughts? Cause Jarek had a lot of thoughts about the concept of vasectomy. So let's, let's talk a little bit about your, are you really getting a vasectomy?
2: Well, much like. The you know, young girls who dream of their wedding day. I have dreamt about my vasectomy day since I was a little boy. I would make the joke. I mean, years before I knew Katie, years before I was in my early twenties, I would make the joke that, you know, when my wife pushes out when she's pushing out her second kid, I'll be down the hallway getting my vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I and I mean that now. Like it's <laughs> I mean, I'll be there for the birth, but then it's like, are we good? Baby's clean. Everybody's good. Great. I've got an appointment. I, we're going to have two kids. We don't want a third one. Um, you know, my parents made a mistake of the third one. I mean, I love my brother, Stephen, but nobody wanted him. He, yeah, <laughs> he's gone. No, Let's I've, be I've honest. Spoke,
1: I've spoken to Stephen. He's a magician. He was, he was the <laughs> right. throwaway kid. He was the throwaway kid. There's no question about that Yeah.
2: But yeah, so, I just...
1: Yeah. So, then, so I
2: like, and Katie and I have talked about it and I don't see any point if we're both done having kids, we're good with that. I don't see any point in her having to go through the, the nonsense of paying for the pills and the hormones and like finding the right pill that works or the, the IUD that, you know, it's either she's had trouble with those. Like they feel weird. They don't fit right. The, again, if it's a hormone IUD, like why deal with that? Just make it simple. It's affordable. It's one time, one and done, in and out thirty minutes. And then I and and that's that's that. Well see, and Jarrett,
1: Jarrett, you have you have two kids, right? And and uh see I don't have to worry about a vasectomy because my 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 version of a vasectomy is I just pick women that I would I would never want to have children with and that solves the problem entirely. But uh my question is Jarrett, have you ever he's getting the dog, have you ever considered or do you, have you had a vasectomy or have you ever considered had a, having a vasectomy? What's your what are your thoughts on that?
0: My thoughts are that um <laughs> a vasectomy is an yes, acknowledgement <laughs> that
1: you have lost the war completely. <laughs> then when you say the war, what war are you speaking of? Well love love is a battlefield and love is a game
0: it's a negotiation, it's a balancing act. And what happens is, uh, it's what uh, the poet Ovid said, right? Uh, the person who loves
1: least has all the power in a relationship. That was actually, yeah. that was, and, and actually I, I saw that quote just recently in, a, in a, like a clip from the uh, Kaminsky method with Michael Douglas, so yeah. So the, the person who submits to the will
0: of the other in the relationship. Uh, it, it's a, it's a confession. It's an admission that you are subservient. You are secondary. You are loved less in the relationship.
1: <laughs> okay. So is that what is yeah, that? No, wait a minute. Wait a minute I'm going to, so is that <sighs> why, is that why you have gone into this health cake of like pumping up? Because that's a, that's a mask for your own emasculation in your relationship or is that the uh, you're just trying to bow up so that if she decides she wants to you know, no, no, be powerful, that you could kick her ass. I don't know. I don't know what that is. No, the, she the could totally is, kick your ass.
0: The truth is if you don't uh, – a woman doesn't respect you unless you box and lift. If you don't box and lift, <laughs> a woman really has no real respect for you. They might tolerate you. They might submit to – you know, letting you uh, sit on the couch and uh, watch Netflix. But the <laughs> fact of the
1: matter is... They don't. <laughs> I'm not they, even going to...
2: I don't even want to tell you what... I mean, I'm going to because I've set it up here. I put the gun on the wall. But I, <laughs> the show that Katie's been watching that I've been falling asleep to lately... I, look, if you guys hang up on me right now, I, I get it. But it's, it's working, mom's. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: <laughs> you're watching working moms?
2: It's Catherine uh No no wait a minute. You're, you're watching yeah.
1: working moms? I'm, you don't I'm not you don't need a vasectomy because your dick is gone, man. It's gone. It's just shriveled okay. and fallen off like a fucking like one of those roly-poly creatures. Here's the thing
2: about working moms. Uh it's not it's not one of my three things, my six things, you know. Thank it's, God. But I've, I've laughed at it, but I don't pay total attention. If I go to bed and Katie's watching it, it's there and you know, she had, n- she was there first. She gets noise. the iPad. It's fine. Um, but the thing that fascinates me most about this show is Catherine Reitman's mouth because she has her father's mouth and like, it's an unnatural formation or an unusual formation of lips that is just fascinating to figure out how they work. It's like halfway between human alien and that thing from Stranger Things. That's oh, what my wow. mouth looks
1: like. The demogorgon. Yeah, yeah the demogorgon, yeah. The demogorgon, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, no, so I have not scheduled my bisectomy and this was not Katie's idea. This has been my idea. So that's why I think the, the, the flaw in your logic is, Jared, is this is not Katie saying to me, you need to go on birth control, you get the procedure, do that. This is me saying, I don't want to have to worry about shit. It's easier for everybody. It's more affordable for everybody. And the thing is with a mastectomy, like you can keep the swimmers at bay so you can spew spunk in her junk
1: with confidence. That's the thing is I can, I can bless. That's, that's actually now the name of this, of this episode. You get it. You see what I
2: mean? Like it's, it doesn't take away any testosterone it doesn't in context. fact when you get the vasectomy is you're cutting the vas deferens so the sperm is has nowhere to go what it does is it just absorbs into the it absorbs back into the body so i'm absorbing all of my children i'm like freddie krueger <laughs> i'm absorbing all of the children the half the half children that i would oh my have my god
1: Like all right, I want to go back to the battle. Why not? uh, I want to go back to the battle that Jared speaks of because he's he he
2: he is spot on with that. He has some opinions. He has
1: some opinions about this battle, um, and I want to hear some of these opinions spoken in a recorded medium.
0: (laughs) You know, love is in fact a battlefield, and if you become predictable, if you become subservient. If you give away all your power, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, you know. It's it does, gender has no bearing on this. It's just, in in a, it could be a it could be a friendship. It could be a, a, a friendship, friendship.
2: Of course, yeah.
0: If you if you give up the power in that relationship, if you don't challenge each other, then it grows stale, predictable, and then you you know your significant other gets bored with you. And that's, that's really uh, the truth what of it. What does that have to do with a vasectomy? When you, when you submit to a vasectomy, you submit to predictability.
1: You know, well, okay. So in other words, okay. you should tell okay, her wait, you wait, 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 don. Hang on. Hang on. but not get a vasectomy so that unpredictably you can fuck her, shoot your, junk in her, your spunk in her junk, and then get her pregnant and you know, go, whoops, I lied. I didn't have a vasectomy. I have the power. Well, I mean,
2: but that's but that's two different that's two different things because the uh, the predictability. First of all, you said if you submit to a vasectomy, I am not submitting to a vasectomy. Are you? This sure? This is my one hundred percent. Before I knew Katie existed, while she was still prepubescent, literally, because I'm seven and a half years older than her, I was talking about my vasectomy. I have had this in my head for. 20 years. This is nothing new. Longer so, than 20 years. Uh, all right.
1: But you. But you wait, but wait. Man, hang on. So uh, there's, there's a, a submission. The That's important. the problem. But, but my question is, why does it have to be? I mean, and, you know, maybe and I'm not going to disagree that that doesn't seem to be the case. My experience has been similar to what Mr. Keene, Dr. Keene, Dr. Keene is uh I- elaborating upon but my question is is that really the sign of a healthy relationship when power dynamic is so fucking present that's That seems it to it is be, that's well, that's well, the well, nature of all well, relationships I mean, it is well it, it doesn't have to be the nature of all relationships does it i mean i, I guess that's the question i'm asking yeah. because my experience has been um I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah, that that there's a power dynamic, but I don't want to have any part all, of that power With all due respect, Don, your sort of like your
2: experience with relationships is, has been yeah. shit. Yeah, it's been shitty. Yeah. I got
1: it, but it's also how I feel about office politics is that that, that I don't I don't participate in the power struggles in office politics, and of the result the result is that oftentimes I'm on the outs, and so I, I'm the easy one to expend because I oh. don't play that game. So my question is, if you don't play the game, does that mean you just can't participate?
0: No, I mean, group dynamics are very distinct from one-to-one relationships. I, I, don't, I don't want you to you know, muddle, conflate the two. I'm just talking about two people who um, push each other to be you know, the best version of themselves. And being the best version of yourself in a relationship does not involve tying your tubes or uh, getting a vasectomy, in my opinion. You know, it's just my... Well, that's...
2: I, I love the... What, what did you call it? The the, uh, the risk? No. Um, the risk. Was that the what danger. it was? The, the, the danger, danger of it. So, I, I think that's... Uh, fuck it, man. It's stupid. Because... No, but it's in
0: every romance novel. If you read a romance novel... Share uh, it. You know, what makes it no. so hot is... For the reader is whether or not they're going to get knocked up by this. This is a process. 50
2: shades of gray approach to writing novels. First of all, buddy, you know, better shut up. I'm calling your bullshit on that one.
0: No,
1: <laughs> no. If you want people to if buy it, have, Hey, Jerry, you can write, the, I, no, you can no, write the best no. book in the world, but if it doesn't have sex, nobody's going to buy it. That's so fine. I you agree, can have sex with
2: it. a vasectomy. If I, if I called yeah, you guys and I was like, look, That's what I'm Jared, saying it's if I called it's not you and I was like, all right, that's if fair. I called Jarrett and I said, dude, Katie's pregnant again with our third child. Yeah, it's another boy, but here's the problem. Our house isn't big enough. We're not making enough money to afford it. Uh, we don't have the energy or the, the mind space. Like This is a bad, we don't feel good about this that is like the excitement of like the thrill of being married and the thrill of living David, life is f- there are other things that we can do to thrill ourselves that are not David, like
1: as important that is why that is why kid. we have to fight for the legal right to abortion because an abortion is far more okay than fucking vasectomy but
2: i'm not using abortion babies is as so birth much control. more
1: active and more fun than snipping your ties it That's is i
2: mean look it is a, it is a, a I was going to say it's a very white male thing to do, but I guess that would be the banning of abortions. I no, there, it doesn't affect sex drive. It doesn't affect spunk. It doesn't affect anything other than control over my money and my, my domicile. That's what it is. So it's a power I have dynamic. The control.
1: It's a power dynamic. You it have is a control. power
2: dynamic. It's power Side. dynamic over my situation. I'm maintaining that power because it removes the risk. So are
1: you? So the question is, are you going to get one or are you just bullshitting?
2: No, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one. I don't have it scheduled, I, but well, I, let me I'm know going when, to get one. Let
1: me know when you're going to do that. And then Jarrett and I are going to hop in a Prius and we're going to drive to Chicago. And we'll both get tattoos while you get your nuts snipped.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, Jarrett's not going to get a tattoo. Why would he soil that beautiful body? I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's and, true. and again it, it, it throws the the balance of power all awry because now one person in the relationship is capable of becoming pregnant or impregnating and the other is has taken themselves off the reproductive chessboard it's disturbing
2: see what jared's thinking and correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think i am though i think you might find a way what this does is if the wife says, I feel like getting pregnant. I want another baby. My husband has a vasectomy. He cannot give me that baby. I'm going to go find a man who can give me that baby. Is that your concern?
0: No, it's not a concern. It's not a fear. It's just a simple metaphorical literary you know, fact, which is you know, <laughs> one person has symbolically removed themselves from the reproductive uh, game.
2: And I, Katie. I mean,
1: think if Katie, if think Katie goes out and she's me, like, "I want to get
0: pregnant again," she's going to yeah.
1: go
2: find another father the, to have to deal with the another. The thing idiot. is, I think I think
1: you have both convinced me that because uh, I've you know I've I've spent the last six weeks kind of bemoaning my fate, you know, and you know, and and but I I, I actually think if if all if all marriages if all romantic relationships have to be predicated on power, and I actually think Jared's probably on the money, then... You're
2: then 100% of the money with that. Well, yeah. then I'm
1: just then I'm just fucking better single because I, I, I just have no interest Don, in that fucking shit. I have no interest in We are
2: all better single. <laughs> <laughs> have you well, not heard anything I've been saying for the last however many years I've been doing this? Dude, have you read nothing I've written? Yes, and
1: David, and have you heard for seven and a half years how happily married I was? I mean, I was wrong, but I was... Blinded and happy, well, I was really having a great time. I loved my marriage. I loved my wife. Everything was great, and I was wrong. So, is it but, better you know, to have been in a relationship where I just this huge said I'm not going to play the power dynamic, and then she got bored and she, you know, went off the reservation, or is it better to just not engage? And I think right now, I'd, I'd rather have my sperm active and shoot it in my sock.
2: <laughs> Look, man, here's here's the thing. If I get a vasectomy, I can still have all the fun with all the cum. I can still cum in her tits and in her hair and in her eyes and <laughs> up her butt and in her cooter. The whole thing. All it does is just make sure that I don't end up with a an additional tax deduction that I don't want, an additional expense, an additional concern, additional... You know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the oldest of three boys. There's, and I, I love that dynamic, but it creates a middle child, which makes things weird. Cause my brother, Eric is weird. Steven and I are normal. Look, I mean, I'm a writer, Steven's a magician. Eric is a financial planner. Like clearly something went wrong in the middle. So if three kids ruins the middle kid. That's just that's a fact. That is science. There's no way around that. It, I, I, like I'm I'm doing you a favor, man. Like I'm 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 because t- if if I had three kids, that would cause more stress in the marriage, more stress in the relationship, more stress for the other for the other children, and I would end up guaranteed divorce, miserable, drunk on your pullout couch or in your casita, Jarrett. The pull-out couch. With, with, right, with Jennifer going, David, can you do all the manly things around the house that Jared can't do like install sinks and garden hoses? Or whatever the fuck that was. The garden hoses. Right, speaking
1: speaking <laughs> of manhood, speaking of manhood, here's a segue for you. Um, I know that uh, that David and I love the evolution of comic book movies as they have come What I don't
2: love is how you just said evolution is evolution, but...
1: You know, and okay. I said it that way, because it's fun to say that way. Hey, Keen talked about the metaphorical literary facts. I mean, come I on. I know, which, I mean, no, but just, wait. We're going to, you know, I mean.
0: That's pretty brilliant, though. Now that I think about it for a second. Like,
2: seriously, like, my first sentence was, what? But no, wait a minute.
1: Yeah, we went And then, it. Yeah. Yeah, that we that shit it. works. But anyway, that shit anyway works. one of the things that uh, Dr. Keene <laughs> is an expert in is, uh, is, is comic books. Uh, he is, uh, I mean, I don't even know, like to, to some of the stuff he's written for The Ape, and he's got books about it, and he is I a fan. So, yeah. So, so in that conversation, Jarrett, we know, um, despises sort of the evolution of, uh, and I will say it with an e, um, the evolution of comic book movies, and I'm curious to two men who truly—I uh, you know mean—and we and David and I love them for different reasons. I I love them because I grew up reading them and seeing them on the big screen is just my favorite fucking thing ever because that's how I learned. That's how I learned to read was reading the Avengers and Fantastic Four and fucking you know and Batman and Superman. That's how I learned to read because mom mm-hmm. couldn't afford fucking books what fuck books and i was <laughs> a stinky little i was a stinky little white trash kid they wouldn't let me in the library so it was comic books and that's how i learned but read what Sons are libraries Island.
2: for if not for stinky people?
1: Well, i don't yes. know. They wouldn't let me I, well, I maybe i just never tried. Anyway, so you do, you do not um, routinely do not like uh, the direction things are going in either. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you've ever sounded off about the DCEU, but Uh, specifically the Marvel Cinematic Universe has caused you consternation, Dr. Kane. Tell us why. Well, I
0: mean, the the real uh, problem here is that the Marvel Comics characters are being strip-mined, and you know, Disney comes in, uh, grabs the, you know, they buy all the characters, then they take bits of them, parts of them, and then discard the rest. And I don't see why that's necessary why go through the trouble of spending you know billions of dollars on these characters only to change them radically in their presentation in the you know the cinematic universe
1: so give me an example of a radical change mm -hmm. give me an example of a radical change because i I, because i hear you i i kind of have a justification why i think it's probably in, in some cases necessary to do that but Uh, what's an example of one that you find like really like, man, you just fucking strip mine and you went way too far with this character, this beloved character of mine.
0: Well, let's just start with the flagship character of Spider-Man In the comic book. Of course, Peter Parker is deeply unlikable, a nerd, an aggressive dork, really. Uh, And Lee writes the character in such a brilliant way because he makes it very clear that Parker is arrogant. Even after, you know, the whole Uncle Ben thing, you know, with, you know, with great power great responsibility, it's a lesson that Parker learns, but there, there's, there's so much arrogance in the character. You know, the second issue of Spider-Man, he barges his way into the Baxter building and tries to audition for the Fantastic Four. I mean, you know, he just assumes they need a fifth member. And they're uh, the fantastic, you know, Reed Richards' uh, reaction to this is what a punch, and, and rightfully so. You know, He's a dork who spends hours assembling his, you know, um, wet wet and all of this is cast aside and forgotten. You know, the technology is handed to him uh, through Tony Stark, just as an example. Uh, Peter's up at night, you know, hand stitching, sewing his costume, um, you know, falling asleep at, four, at dawn at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., you know, doing his best to uh, you know, hodgepodge this uh, this ensemble that is really just, you know, ridiculous. And all of this is lost, cast aside in a way that shows great disrespect to the character. Um, he is a character that deserves to be bullied. That is the beauty. That's the complexity of Parker. If you read, you know, the early issues of Spider-Man, he's also a, a purveyor of fake news. You know, he sets up his camera mm. strategically parts yeah. of the city where he knows he will have <laughs> a bite with Vulture or Doc Ock. And, mm. you know, he takes photos of himself in the Spider-Man costume battling these villains and then goes back to Gina, J. Jonah Jameson and, you know, dressed as Parker and says, look at these great photos I happened to snap. You know, he's basically a purveyor of fake news. Well, hang and- on, hang on. Is he... because? It's
1: not fake news. I'm, 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 with, you, I'm with you up, up to that point news,
2: yeah. it's not even manipulative news. It's it's up close news. I mean, because the fact is, he's fighting Doc Ock. He's fighting the lizard. He's fighting whoever. No, 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 no. You're forgetting. He's, why actually, he's not saying why it's Jonah Jameson. It's JJ that's saying
0: he's a criminal. Right. For, that's the thing. But news. he's not because he is stopping. But time. he's reinforcing and. Enabling J- Jameson to spread the fake news that Spider-Man is uh, a villain—that is a minute, the definition. Yeah. That's misinformation. That's disinformation. He goes along with it because he wants the paycheck, which yeah, is paycheck. Yeah. interestingly a very
2: brilliant. The whole thing is he's trying to say no, Jay. That—that's—that's that's the no. tension between Parker and Jameson. Is, is no, but Spider-Man is bad. a good guy.
1: Well, let me Betty let me
0: works in the office. Look at stop... in the office says I why is peter doing this so she let knows. me
1: yeah so let me suggest and I, and you you answered how you know you both okay. of you just probably in is one of the things that i've always loved oh. about about marvel comic books probably more than uh dc comic books is the evolution yes god the, damn it The characters as they grow, you know, and as they grow, and one of the things there's more humanity to yeah. One one of the things, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I would argue because I it's indisputable that Parker in the beginning was sort of I love I love that he was a guy who was he he asked to be bullied. I mean that is just kind of who he was. But as the character grew, as iterations of the character grew, that that part of that was sanded down long before Disney came. Long yeah. before Disney came around, Spider-Man, that, that sort of obnoxious quality was sort of sanded out of the character, I mean, decades before Marvel was even making movies. And so well, it, it, can, you, it, can you blame, it, it, can you blame it, it, that on
0: Disney? You know, you, you could argue that, except that we're talking about decades uh, in which the character was presented in the way that I'm just describing. Yes, he went on to college, but he continued his bad uh you know disinformation campaign that's how he got through college of course which was yeah. taking those photos and selling them to uh, to jameson and that's
2: not disinformation course, that's that's just
0: no it was a dis- having was a, a scoop a disinformation campaign he jameson made uh spider-man looked like a villain yeah uh in, That's in
2: Jameson's York. disinformation campaign. Yeah, but Parker, but was, this is Parker where I, I, just provided I the it. content. You can't I see figure. where the,
1: the, <laughs> the finer the finer details, David. I I kind of see where I don't I don't but the I don't whole time Parker was fighting like so it, hey, was, Jonah, it, was, do it was news manipulation. He knew yes. where the news was going to be, and he created the news. If we had somebody that was not in the, a fictional character, right. that was a okay. superhero, okay. who basically he was, what's the what's the Project Veritas, that fucking idiot that likes to do the gotcha videos? Oh. That's really, what, that's really yeah. what Peter Parker was doing. He's doing his own version of a gotcha video.
2: But wait, how is that different from any of the bullshit that we've done for work and money and advancement? It's not, David. That's why it's brilliant.
0: <laughs> it's not different. Okay. All he's right. the same as us. All of, this, yeah. all of this is leached out in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The characters are flattened. They're two-dimensionalized. Yeah. They're created and they're presented in such a way that all the things that I'm talking about are gone, which indicates to me that Stan Lee is a great artist and the hacks at Marvel Cinematic Universe are not great artists, that they're just pumping the stuff out as corporations do. Or- It's a franchise that, you know, is coasting on, you know, Boomer nostalgia, and, you know, re- repackaging this for the, you know, the millennials, the Zoomers, the streamers, the people who uh, who just eat this stuff up like candy. I don't think there's anything me. wrong with that. I think that that's exactly
2: right. Because this, I mean, it's a business is a business and they have to make money. But I think that it was we, also, you, we also have to, well, yeah. But we also have to consider and when know. Marvel Comics got picked up by when, when what was it, 2000 when uh, Fox picked uh, up X-Men, like Marvel Comics, so they were Comics, going bankrupt, and they they were going bankrupt. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing: is that we have to consider the medium. Like I think that the X Men franchises in all the, the 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 early 2000s and the the mid or late 2000s, or the fuck, the they were. Fox,
1: yeah. the Fox X, men the Fox yeah. It,
2: yeah. didn't do a great job. I think because there's so much complication to those characters and so much complication of the stories. For them to simplify is really, really hard to do. They biffed the fuck out of it with X three. Uh,
1: Rise the, of the yeah the Brett Redder one was that. just I mean, what a Jesus turned.
2: Christ, that was a piece of
1: shit. Well, they the first took one was fine. Really, they took two really good, like two year long story arcs that were independent of each other and brilliant yeah. on their own and tried to mash them together in a way that just, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I'll, ne- I'll never
2: understand why Fox didn't take, in the first X-Men, where they made Rogue, other than like the 90s cartoon, but why they made Rogue the, you know, Angenu versus Kitty Pride. Yeah. Who yeah. had been there, who they brought well, in later anyway and was key, to, was the fucking MacGuffin yeah. to uh, aside- uh, Days of Future Past. But here's the thing is that it you know you there, there are with the comics you've got these monthly releases you have all these different crossover titles that can happen within a month you know it's so much quicker and you build these characters and you build these universes and it is complicated and deep and thick and wonderful but in a movie even in the MC, even in these universes that the MCU has now built it takes more time and visual versus versus literary, it's a different medium and we have to I'm, create I'm gonna, things differently to in order to be consumed successfully. I
1: think I'm gonna bridge, because the thing about it is uh, one of my biggest issues, uh, and so, and I hadn't even thought about this until you mentioned the Spider-Man thing, in terms of like sanding off, and and this was literally i don't uh, think jared's wrong i really no, don't this was but, literally one of my biggest yeah. my biggest concerns in fact it bothered me a lot uh until i finally you know kind of got onto the wave of the uh, euphoria of great cgi um was the fact that tony stark there's there was a fucking tony stark was a full-on alcoholic and that is all yeah. but lost in that character they
2: took that out and that's and, not and that really
1: bothered me now now what i'm yep, saying yep. I, I don't think i think you know i think I think there is an argument to be made that that you can't keep the complexity of these characters in the visual medium, except for the Netflix Marvels things, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, specifically Daredevil. But well, the, the Marvel has the room, uh, Disney has the room. They're making they're making these uh, you know they're making TV shows. They're making you know, and the thing about it is when you look at I think Daredevil, three seasons of Daredevil. Were brilliant because everything that you know about Daredevil—his his angsty Catholic guilt, um, his desire to punish and beat the shit out of people because it feels so fucking good—balanced with his, you know, horrors at that because he's becoming his father. All that kind of shit is all present in those three seasons of Daredevil. Right, but that's and,
2: fifteen. That's approximately fifteen hundred hours of content. Well, what versus... I'm saying,
1: what I'm saying is, how many hours do you have of the MCU? You've got twenty five feature length films to explore the darker elements. The question becomes, why aren't
2: to, they? But you have to package those as when when they're films, you have to package those as individual bite sized things that will connect. But they're still they still have to be. By its size, with, with with a with a TV series like Daredevil, like uh, Punisher, Jessica that Jones Punisher
1: was great. Yeah, I um, love Jessica
2: what Jones. was the, uh, Luke Cage was. Yeah, fu- like I didn't read a lot of Luke Cage because it you know Luke Cage to me was, as a kid I was like uh, I don't I don't it doesn't relate to me. So
1: and, I love Power Man and for I, obvious I reasons. Loved, I loved, uh, Heroes but Fire. I knew who they
2: were and I read a lot of them. But like the show. Made me re-appreciate and really appreciate it because I, I I had time to like take it apart and so I've gone back to those comics and like okay if I can get past like the seventies black exploitation bullshit of it super interesting character
0: yeah just well the, it's go ahead yeah the 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 uh, you know the, to get people inspired to read comics I think is wonderful and i don't think the movies are doing that in a way that benefits the comics as an art form or as an industry you know it'd be very simple
2: i think that's in true the,
0: uh, you know you go see dr strange you know why not show one of those you know short films that pixar used to uh, to do with you know before the main feature mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um just show a little you know thing about the history of dr strange you know uh comics show some pictures of some comics show images of people buying comics you know make make buying comics or visiting your comic shop an interesting and cool thing to do but again as i said this is an, a strip mining operation they have no interest in salvaging the comics industry or the or comics as an, sure, or a Sure.
2: what they don't comics. want they don't want you they don't want people reading comics reading graphic novels or reading books because they want them watching tv right so you know right. if if you've got an hour to kill before bedtime before your parents say to turn off the lights or before you know as adults you know before we're too tired to go to you know and we fall asleep are we reading comics or are we watching moon night I mean fuck, well, I, yeah. Moon Knights? Jesus I
1: think, yeah. Christ. Yeah. That's I a think,
2: deep fucking cut. <laughs> yeah, that was good
1: stuff. But but the, nobody's but gonna I, read it but watch we'll it, it because me,
2: Oscar Isaac is a hottie,
1: right? Yeah. Like well, there are if, two there are two things that I think pop up in my head. Number one, this has been going on forever, uh, especially yes. when it comes to film, because if you you know you take take great complex Greek mythology and then you cast Harry Hamlin. And yes. uh, a fucking metal owl and uh, Lawrence Olivier as Zeus, and you get Clash of the Titans, which is a strip mining of all the great legends and its sort of simplification. And, and it also reminds me of, why would we expect anything else from Disney? Because the fucking fairy tales that they mined for <laughs> you know, yeah. all these things were dark. All the German fucking the German horror I mean, stories. It was some, they, they were German horror they stories, repurposed, and, yeah. and they repurposed and made yeah. them sweet and, and 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 kid friendly. So it doesn't surprise me that uh, that 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 that's what's happening with uh, with comic books. But
2: uh, I, I, I think that, that Jared, I like I, I like, I, it. I like I, it when don't, they do
1: something like Daredevil, where it's like it really really embraces the complexity that the comic Daredevil's books so great. gave me. You know, exactly. it's well, really great. It, the thing is, it can be done well. The question is, will will doing it well sell figurines?
2: Well, but I, I think that's that's the issue. Is I think the Jarrett's issue, and again, you, Jared, you're here, so tell me if I'm wrong. But the issue is, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, has. Pulled it has like drawn attention and created an excitement about these comic figures, these figures that were born of Stan Lee and Kirby, and you know all the other greats. Um, and like the nerdiness of it is now cool. Like, oh, I've been into comics since forever. Like, but yes. it's easier to get into comics now because it's easier to watch TV than it is to go to a store yeah. and buy, yes. I mean, shit, I used to buy most of my comics. At Walgreens, like I would walk to the Walgreens or the Quick Mart, whatever the fuck, you know, 7 Eleven, and there was a rack that had like the monthly issues of Wolverine and, and Avengers and the West Coast Avengers and, and Punisher and whatever the fuck else. I'd pack them up and that's it. There's no magazine comic rack at Walgreens or 7 Eleven anymore. You have to find a comic book store
0: or a graphic novel store if you're lucky. Right.
2: But there's a and magazine. That's hard to find. Trail.
0: But there's a magazine for sale at Walgreens that explains the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Exactly. That you can yeah. Buy for you know 99 and, and you're right. It's it's it's
2: two very different mediums because the artistry of it is is being removed. So I, I understand that and I and I get that and that sucks because Harry, you know, I want him to be into comics, and we've we've read some comics. But we've also watched more yeah, cartoons and movies and all that other shit that comes so he knows Spider-Man, he knows dot, he knows uh all the Avengers and Hulk and, and Ms. Marvel, you know, which is streaming now on Disney Plus, which I don't really care to watch because I don't care, but I probably will watch it because goddamn it.
1: I'll watch it because it's fucking Marvel. But and I wonder, like, when is old enough, I feel like stabbing my fucking self in the eye, and sometimes I do. Okay. I will finish the first episode, and then I just won't watch the rest of it. But the problem is, they're but also when, connected. When, when Harry, that if I don't Harry's watch the enough, whole fucking thing, I'm going to miss something for later on, and that right, pisses me off.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And when Harry's old enough to like read comics and, go out and buy his own shit, and when I'm reading comics to him, like, is he going to be disinvested and be like? dude dad i can get this from the fucking tv and instead of it taking 45 minutes to read this graphic novel or this comic or these three comics or whatever the fuck it is i get it all in half an hour and i get my entertainment i get the, the the buzz that i'm looking for it's 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 an assault on the not the entertainment senses or the creative senses but a part of the criticism, which is the literary
0: and the artistry, the the hand drawn, yeah, the integrity of it is, is compromised by yeah. right? you know our over uh, saturation of the visual, you know the, the visual adaptations just dominate now. Yeah, well, I would, argue, changed. I would argue we've been taken I would argue, over by the aliens. Yeah. If, you,
1: if you go back in time, um, I would argue that uh, people that wrote books, like actual books, felt exactly the same way about comic books as we feel sure. about, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it was it's, just like, it was a bastardization. It's Martin, it's of the Martin art Scorsese formality.
2: going oh, yeah. Marvel Comics Mar- Mar- the MCU is in cinema, like dude, it's just changed, like yeah. and also, Martin shut the fuck up, like you made a three hour movie of old people shooting each other versus <laughs> a three hour movie of young people shooting each other that's far more exciting. I love Boom. both movies the same, but fuck off.
1: number one the Johnny Depp Amber heard verdict
2: Garrett, go ahead go ahead Jarrett. yes
0: please You're well, the I, had, I had not followed uh, the case but it seems to have upset a lot of people and so uh, I'm in support of uh, I'm in support of it I'm, I'm interested now <laughs> the outrage <laughs> makes me want to go back and maybe watch the whole case uh, I can see that people are seething other people are celebrating. It's, uh, it's very interesting to me for that reason, so I'd like to go back and maybe watch it. Hopefully they'll make a movie about the, uh, the case, make it real meta. Uh, not a documentary, I mean a fictional, uh, you know. Wouldn't it be great ironic. if Johnny
2: Depp and Amber Heard got to play Johnny Depp and Amber Heard
1: in the
0: biopic? Well, oh, they could switch Number... roles. Or switch roles, go. yeah.
1: Number two, Top Gun Maverick sets a Tom Cruise box office record. I have not seen the film, but
0: I will say that uh, the, the original film is, uh, of course, a cherished '80s kid memory, and uh, I will watch it. I don't. I just can't imagine that anyone would see that headline and be disappointed. It's a great uh, thing that Cruz has done for for the theaters, for the theater industry, mm-hmm. um, for in the fight against screaming. And um, Netflix is uh, tanking, canceling all its, uh, you know, over budgeted projects. I, I hope they continue to cancel their over budgeted projects because ninety nine percent of them are absolutely unwashable and terrible. So uh, I think this is all uh, great news. I'd say eighty
1: percent, but yeah,
0: I would love to see Gremlins three uh, in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that guy? Uh, Was that is it Peele? Peel, uh, or Key? Who, which one Key. does? Uh, no, it's it's uh Peel, Jordan Peel, Jordan Peel. Jordan yeah. yeah, Jordan Peel. Yeah, He yeah. Writes so all Peele? the the horror films.
2: Yeah, yeah he's well, got a I will great say, skit.
0: He's got I a great thought... skit about... He's got a great skit on that Key and Peel show about the uh, behind the scenes uh, um, writing of Gremlins Two. I don't know if you've seen it on. Oh, I have seen that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. you have yeah. a Sims it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Very That's funny. great. So now I think they should hand him the reins to. Um, Gremlins 3 with Tom Cruise producing. I yeah, think that wow. the, so. I, I've, I've yet to see Maverick. I'm
2: excited to see it. I've been seeing some weird things about this as Tom Cruise's last big blockbuster, which, like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. I, you know what? Fact, frankly, 62. I agree with everything Jared said. Like, Tom Cruise has fought for the movie going experience versus mm-hmm. the streaming. And, and there are benefits to both.
1: And I will say, so, having, yeah. having seen Top Gun Maverick today, it's fucking worth it. It is an, ex- all the way around, an excellent film. And it is, it is that, there is that that sense that Maverick is told over and over and over in this movie, the future is not yours. You are no longer a part of this. He's told well, that over and over like and over. The and future
2: over. is less Val Kilmer's than it is But, uh, but, I, will Pans, also, but,
1: uh, but I will also say that uh, before I saw, um, top gun maverick i was entertained by the trailer for the two-part mission impossible which is also tom cruise so i'm pretty sure tom cruise is gonna be just fucking fine
2: dude tom cruise is a fucking movie star i i don't give a shit That's scientology it. is fucked up and weird love i don't him. care love him love him Let somebody else number three
1: them. Number three, it's Pride Month. Uh, there was a study that came out uh, recently that said that the LGBTQ identification has been boosted heavily because it's 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 rising. It's rising exponentially, and they were trying to figure out why so many people like, are identifying. Rising
2: and oh. Okay, in numbers and
1: gotcha. numbers the percentage yeah. is is growing like in the last three years quite a bit and they were trying to figure out all right so where does that come from they discovered in the study that it's boosted heavily by bisexual women with at least five years of male partner by 45 percent in the last two years and the indication is that women are with their male partners but they're claiming they're bisexual so that they can oh, no. be listed as lbtq so what do you think about that
2: no, sh- just shut the fuck up. I'm
1: just telling you what I read. And I thought it was interesting. It's in the No, news. not you.
2: Just them. Shut the fuck oh. up. Like, <laughs> are you a bisexual? Do you eat pussy and suck cock? No. Like, will sh- shut the fuck up. Just, I, sh- fuck off. White. Is it most? Did they do a race thing? Is it white women versus? Is there an yeah, age mostly, group? It's, it's, I it's bet like, I could pick
1: it out. It's mostly uh, white women between the ages of 21 and 34.
2: Eat a dick. Shut the fuck up. Or eat a pussy. I don't fucking care. Take a choice. Just fuck, just fuck. Now I'm pissed. I'm That upsets me because that's the problem with almost everything right now. You, you virtue signaling. Fucking shut the fuck up. You, you don't have autism. You're not allergic to peanuts. You're not bisexual. You're just fucking bored.
1: Shut the fuck up. Jared, your response. We know how David deals. Well, know, He's outraged. I feel like
0: uh, I feel like. Uh, oh, and we
2: all have ADHD, so sh- shut the fuck up.
1: I feel like a
0: '50s greaser who, uh, t- you know, took an overlong nap, woke up and found that everybody had grown their hair long, was wearing uh, beads, and uh, you know, uh, talking about flower power. Uh, it's it's just seems to be what's the word a trend, you know, like a movement, uh. Uh, a. Uh, uh, an explosion uh, that has, uh, you know, ramifications for the culture. And so the culture is going to shift in the same way that the culture shifted in the 60s. How and where, what direction the culture will go, I have no idea. But uh, I do I do feel like, uh, let me just say that, I feel like a 50s greaser, beatnik greaser.
1: There you go. Number four, the, the move to ban the AR-15 rifle.
2: Do it. We don't need, we don't, can you buy a bazooka? No, you can't buy an AR-15. There are things made to destroy human beings easily and without prejudice, I guess. I don't know, like it's 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 a weapon of mass disgust, disgust the weapon of mass destruction.
1: Arguably. You can see why I didn't drink during this.
2: No, it's just it's 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 like such a stupid thing. Like you don't need an AR-15. You if you hunt with it, you're gonna blow up your fucking kill. So you're just trying to blow up animals. Fuck you. You don't need a gun. Actually,
1: you don't (laughs) really know much about the AR AR AR-15 if that's what you think it is because they they shoot. they shoot a pretty small bullet. The (laughs) the AR-15 shoots a pretty small bullet. It just shoots it really fast. So it's yeah. not like it's not like you're gonna blow your prey up. It just means you're gonna kill them really fast with a lot more bullets. But they they only use a 22 round. It's not it's not like they've got the. It's not like Rambo where it's like oh I've got a gas powered thing and it shoots and then it explodes in their body. That's not what AR-15s do. But I'm just saying that I I agree they they should be banned. I'm just saying An it's AR-15
2: than... shoots a 22.
1: Yeah, effectively. The bullet, the bullet is is the same caliber. Um, it's a pretty small bullet. It's not a big bullet. It's just a very fast. Okay. It's a much faster round and yeah, with a higher it, magazine. It count. is a so, it so. is a
2: machine designed to. No, murder I am very... not.
1: David, and I'm and, not. And, and if you're hunting, you. just get and your If you're hunting,
2: right. if you get if, if you need right. an AR-15 to kill your deer or your squirrel, you shouldn't be hunting because you're a terrible fucking <laughs> shot. Well, most
0: people are Jared. You fucking pussy. Well, the, the problem is that the law enforcement response to the latest tragedy was so woefully inadequate that it will not comfort those who are, you know, pro 2A or maybe even on the fence about it. Uh, they did a terrible job neutralizing the threat. Remember, uh, to take away people's guns, you have to, you know, let you know c- comfort them, letting them know, hey, law enforcement will handle any problem that you know you right. see might have, and I guarantee you the parents that were being tased, handcuffed, and uh, kept was... out of that school as their children were being shot. I guarantee you there are more than a few of them that wish they had an AR-15 and even maybe a you know a chest plate to go to have been able to go in there and rescue their kids uh, in time. The Law enforcement response uh, makes it all very dicey and makes it uh, makes the likelihood, I think, of banning AR AR or any guns really uh, highly unlikely.
1: It's just it's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things I wrote in my I Believe this past week was that absent. Leave it to the cops to make us safer. Yeah. Absent authoritarian overreach, fines as a method to boost revenue, demands for unwarranted obedience, qualified immunity and the whole militarization thing. We might be more forgiving when the cops fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But the problem Look, is there's I, one person there was one person with one rifle in a building uh, surrounded by a bunch you know, of guys with you rifles. Can only imagine must have been a hundred guns, a hundred yeah. rifles. Yeah. And so you can see that <laughs> the uh, ability of law enforcement to you know wrest rifles away from the
1: general population is gonna be very difficult. Yep, I agree. Number five. John Hinckley Jr., attempted assassin of Ronald Reagan and lover of young Jody Foster has been released from prison.
2: Well, finally he can he's got the freedom to kill that son of a bitch, Ronald Reagan, who let AIDS (laughs) run through the country,
1: destroy the economy. I mean, Jesus Christ. And declared that ketchup a vegetable. And See, and if there's no other reason to assassinate somebody, that's the way. And finally, number six, Moses Ingram.
2: I, I got, I got, I don't care.
1: David doesn't know. I, I know nothing. You don't even know who Moses Ingram is, do you, Garrett? He doesn't that's, sound Jewish. That's a Star Wars character, right? Moses Ingram is the uh, the black woman who plays an uh, an inquisitor in oh, Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm Okay. And she, she, uh, she, she appeared. She's a major character. And, of course, because she's in Star Wars and she's black, there was a percentage of, a pretty tiny percentage, but a very vocal minority of people who decided to uh, publicly throw racist epithets her way via Twitter and uh, direct messaging. Lucasfilm and oh, okay. specifically... Yeah. Um, specifically Ian McGregor have come out to say in their night in the very nicest possible way. Hey guys, go fuck your racist selves. That's, uh, that's that's all right. Here's
2: my thing on her. Um, One, the Obi-Wan series so far has, uh, it's, it's bored me. It's fine. I've only watched the first episode. I really the it. In a galaxy far, far away, a lot in a whole galaxy. The whole fucking galaxy, a lot of shit happens on one planet with like seven people involved, and I'm just like, it's I don't fucking care. So, this angry fucking former Jedi who turned evil that we just learned about that these inquisitors exist, I, I don't care about the fucking character that said her race. In the real life of things, if you're a racist asshole, go fuck yourself. I like, why is this news? Racists can go fuck themselves. I, whether she's in a boring, bad actor or not, in a poorly directed, poorly written, unnecessary cash grab Disney series, doesn't fucking matter. Racist. I King?
0: I don't watch these Star Wars things, but uh, obviously that's. You're uh, stupid. That's a uh, discouraging news. But I do think that um, we have great actors stooping very low in, in an effort to make money to appease and then please the mouth breathers. This causes a problem. And I think this uh, actor is suffering from some of that. Uh, yeah. Um, if yeah. you look at if you look at that actor's IMDB page, I don't have it up in front of me, but I think she's I quite accomplished.
1: She's quite yeah. accomplished.
2: Yeah, I mean she's
1: a great actor, but I like, would argue she's in a, I would argue she's in a having, shitty show. Well, not, see, number one, I would argue <laughs> that doesn't first mean well, she should. I've only see I've only watched threats. the first episode. I've only watched the first episode, and I am going to watch the, the second episode tonight. But because um, I am enjoying it, however, I'll watch the
2: rest because I, I, I love yeah. Hugh McGregor. Yeah, I, I do I love that him as an well, actor. So I think I'll she's suffering suffer from.
1: It. I think she's suffering from. I mean, the whole racist thing. Go fuck yourselves. I mean, I think everybody agrees with that. I think the difficulty is that she's a very good actor, who has not been directed well in a, a, a universe. I mean, and, and the thing about it is, you say say what you want to say about the Star Wars universe. For some reason, everybody is slightly British. And she is not playing that language play. She's not reading the lines like she's in a Shakespearean He's play. She's
2: playing Ferguson, Missouri. And,
1: and, 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 is, and yeah. Well, and she that's just, fine. she's just, well, but she's just playing a role and she's not putting on any kind of accent work and she's not saying the lines with that sort of elevated, the, 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 Atlantic, Star what it, the
2: Atlantic accent.
1: Yeah, something mid, like that.
2: Mid-Atlantic accent, and, 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 yeah.
1: And and I don't like I said, I think she's doing a fine job, but that is it sets her apart in the series. That in the one episode I watched, she stands out in the same way that I argue that Captain Marvel would have been a much better movie if Brie <laughs> Larson had done some green screen acting before, because what I saw was not that yeah. she was a bad actor, because she's a great actor. Yeah. But what I saw was a woman is trying to act against Sam Jackson with a bunch of fucking ping pong balls all over his face. And she just wasn't used to that. I, I, I just, I just heard a, a, an interview with Josh Brolin talking about how hard it is to be in these Marvel films because you're doing all the CGI. And he's like, it looks fucking silly as an actor. You feel yeah. stupid because here I am, here's, here's Chris Hemsworth with a stick that's supposed to be a big axe, and I'm wearing a fucking like harness that's supposed to be a Thanos head. And I'm saying very seriously, you should have gone for the head. And I feel like a dumbass because that's what it feels like. But then yeah. you go and watch what they do with the computers, and it looks amazing. And I think. That's what, that's, that, that's what I thought about Captain Marvel. And I think that's in this situation, acting, she, which is
2: she is not
1: being well-directed in this situation. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that is her fault. And I certainly th- think it has zero to do with her race.
2: All right, my first thing is... Uh... It's, it's a read. It's in The Atlantic. It's in the June issue of The Atlantic. Uh, this is called How Politics Poisoned the Church. The evangelical movement spent 40 years at war with secular America. Now it's at war with itself. This is by Tim Alberta, uh, who is also a um, former evangelical Christian. So he's got kind of inside scoop to it. Um, but what's fantastic about it is like evangelical Christian, Christianity, insane, stupid, But how different. Like there's another side to it. It's like, no, we could do the good thing that's still fucking insane, you know, (laughs) for religion. And you're like, you find yourself rooting for good evangelical Christianity. It's a like my mom.
1: Like my mom. Like your mom. Yeah. Yeah. She's a good Christian. All right. My my first thing is a watch. Um, watch the boys season three on Amazon Prime, because we were talking about superheroes, talking about uh, character development, talking about some of the darker elements and really really dealing with real-world stuff. The Boys is one of my favorite shows just because it's so fun. Like, like the first season was just sort of like, hey, we can be bloody and sexy and gross and let's fucking deal with that shit. And we're a bunch of fucking 12-year-old boys blowing shit up and, like, shooting body parts everywhere. And that was fun. And then the second season, the main villain turned out to be a Nazi from decades ago. And she still had a following because she, you know, and so it definitely kind of dealt with it. And it ended with Homelander, who is the like the Superman version of this character, um, literally floating up above the city, jerking off. So I can't I can't <laughs> wait for for season three of the boys. That's my that's my first thing. Jerry. Well of course, you
0: know, I, I don't I know you're not supposed to piggyback, but of course the that's boys like- is, is based on uh the Garth Ennis uh, graphic novel. And Garth Ennis mm-hmm. is probably one of my favorite uh, comics writers of all time. And um, you know, you can just Pick up Preacher, the graphic novel. Uh, the Authority, the
1: Authority. Or, Fuck. Oh.
0: Was that Warren Ellis, or did, did was that, that? There's two.
1: Oh, guys you might be right. I just love the Authority, and it, it it's got that same sort of feel. So maybe you're right. Yeah, yes. I'll look uh, up.
0: They're both uh, very dark comic mm-hmm. writers, uh, scripters. And then, of course, uh, Garth uh, Ennis's run on uh, Hellblazer is uh, unforgettable been doing a lot of war comics in recent years, and those are a lot of fun. But Garth Ennis is best known for his epic uh, run on The Punisher, and a lot of the ideas he introduced uh, in The Punisher end up in the uh, Netflix uh, series. But I would encourage uh, anyone who loves um, violent, uh, irredeemable graphic literature to seek out some uh, titles written by uh, Garth Ennis, Garth Ennis, really Mm -hmm. terrific.
1: Going back to one of the things that we were talking about earlier, um, the first season of The Boys, I'd never read The Boys. I'd never read that comic, and the first season of The Boys, I watched the first episode and went out and bought the, started buying The Boys because I was like, "Oh, this is fucking brilliant," Mm -hmm. and so I enjoyed. I got to enjoy reading. The series, watching the series, I just I, I, just kind of immersed myself into that world because it was just so fucking cool. So do you have a, a thing you recommend aside from uh, getting some Garth Ennis? Uh,
0: no, I mean, let's uh, you just I'm, I'm going to go after this conversation. I'm going to go run into the house and uh, read some Garth Ennis comics because you got me inspired. Reminding me that there's a season three of The Boys, which uh, I haven't watched because of well, various reasons but
1: yeah yeah uh, can't wait to begin uh, there there you go david what's
2: your second thing uh my second thing is uh it's a it's a watch i oh, shit i've been debating on which which recommendation it is is it hacks on hbo max or hbo whatever the fuck um which is Gene Smart, second season of Gene Smart, where she's a kind of a washed up Las Vegas. Well, she's not a washed up Las Vegas comedian. She's a comedian who's done it all. She's like Joan Rivers, like she she's was like Rivers, the first champ. female comedian who did it all. But she's like cruising on Las Vegas, yeah. you know, residency cruise control. Um, yeah, it's a, it's she's, it's so, it's so funny, and so she's, she's a like a baby boomer comedian who gets paired with this millennial writer who's insufferable that's why i can't TV. watch
1: the show that's why i don't think but it works i find but it that works. character so fucking egregious and the second and so season i can't watch it so i didn't watch the second season
2: is a little different and it's it's playing out better and not as annoying but still fun the other like i don't know is fuck, and i say this only because everybody's gonna be watching it and what are you gonna working moms about this <laughs> no
1: <laughs> Don't, it's, it's fine that
2: show's fine it's fine like it's fine what's your,
1: what's your b role of your second thing
2: stranger things season four
1: it's quite good is it yeah it is it's actually really good it's really good and all i can say all i want all i can say about uh... it is my favorite moment in watching that first uh, mess of uh because they're doing it in two parts was right. uh the introduction of Robert England as a character, and I was like, "Fuck you!" That I made don't know me that happy. yet. You
2: fucking clown! You are the worst of spoilers. I swear to Christ! You
1: brought it up, motherfucker. We always spoil shit here on the A-Cast.
2: But it's we give spoilers. warnings that it's going to happen. Fuck
1: yeah. all. Speak, well, I'm just saying. You'll, well, you'll be. Well, surprised. That's my point. With with, with
2: the show be has become this this like kind of horror. It's become like a weird. It's kind a of good show that I don't want. The, the first season was fantastic.
1: It was like this, this mystery And, to this it. is, and this now it's horror. Is as, and this season a is horror as good as, this, this season is as good as the first season. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a real callback. It's not back. mystery, it's horror. No, this is mystery. This is mystery with some horror in it. I liked it. Anyway, my second thing is stepping out of some of that and going for something that's a little bit uh, highbrow, uh, we, we will say. I recommend that you watch ben foster in the hbo film the survivor it is about a real it's based on a real story about uh, a a jewish man who was in auschwitz and was effectively employed as a boxer by a mm. nazi and he basically was i mean and, and and whoever won the fight lived and whoever lost the fight got shot in the fucking head and so he was responsible for hundreds of Jewish men dying because he won. And, and, and what I really like about it, he, uh, he actually, and I looked it up after I watched the movie, he actually did fight Rocky Marciano. He got beaten up by the third round, but he did fight Rocky Marciano. But I would love about this movie, first of all, I think Ben Foster is a phenomenal fucking actor. I love him in everything I've ever seen him in. Um, second of all, he's really good in this. And what I really love about it is that it starts the trope. The trope is we're doing a boxing film. And about halfway through, you have the big fight with Rocky Marciano. And then you still have another hour of the movie because it's not about the fight. It's it's a really fucking excellent film. I loved every minute of it. I was riveted. It made me cry. Um, And uh, again... Like I said, I think Ben Foster is – I just think Ben Foster is one of the best – sort of one of those actors. He What he reminds me of is like a young J.T. Walsh where yeah. he's that guy you see and you go, oh, fuck, I know who that guy is. He's great, but you never remember his name. And he's been in so <laughs> many really good films playing so many really good characters. I highly recommend The Survivor on HBO Max.
0: He was in a great film uh... – I believe
1: that was called uh, Galveston. Was yes, he, was in, he yeah. was in Galveston. He was in Hell or High Water. Um, he was in what's the fucking three three ten to Yuma with uh, Christian Bale and uh, what's his name before he got huge and fat?
0: Yeah, uh, Russell Crowe.
1: Russell, Russell Crowe. Russell Crow. yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then Hell or yeah. High Water with Jeff Bridges. With Jeff Bridges and Chris Pine, and he's really good yeah. in that. I just think he's a great fucking actor, and he's so good. This is one of the few films I've seen him in where he's the main character, and he's in every scene, and you get to see him just stripped down from weight as an Auschwitz survivor, like in Auschwitz, and see him as a, a man who's who's aged out of that and gained a little bit of weight. So, Jarrett, what is your second thing you recommend? Uh,
0: this a very interesting uh, collection of uh, Kirby comics called The Complete Kirby War and Romance. And basically it's a, uh, you know, a best of collection of his work in the romance and war genres. And it's just wonderful to see these two, the tension between these two uh, categories uh, play out page after page, you know, he had a very, um, distinctive way of drawing women uh, that uh, would, you know, I would characterize as uh, Rubenesque, Rubens-esque.
1: Rubens-esque. And, I mean, that's yeah. fair, yeah. Uh,
0: and of course, his work comics, as a veteran himself, he brought a, uh, a level of gritty detail to um, the genre that, uh, you know, was very often, you know, lacking, even by, even when those comics were done by, you know, fellow veterans, uh, you can get this at the, uh, your local public library. Uh, I saw this book, uh, at one of the public libraries here in Las Vegas. I, I purchased this at, uh, the comic shop near, uh, UNLV. Yeah. But highly recommend it. Uh, the Complete Kirby War and Romance.
1: Outstanding. And that, my friends, is the Apecast. Thank you, Dr. Kane. It was a pleasure having you on. Any yes. parting words, parting words?
0: Uh, keep reading and keep uh, let's make America literate again.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can listen to the Literate Ape cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go
2: to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.